Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want to share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Join our Geneva for lots of chatting. It's been chatty, chatty lately. Chatty, chatty, yeah. chatty, chatty. Something we need to chat about. Clogs, rain, rain clogs. clogs. Rain clogs, specifically rain Although, clogs. Although, can I call out something really funny, clog-related, but not rain-related, that is did happen in our Geneva this morning? Please. <laughs> Lagaya G got jumped into, I think, the, like, getting dressed channel. Yes. And she said, been contemplating which shoe I should purchase and create memories in this fall. I was pretty certain it was clogs for this year. The idea of a sh- creating memories in a shoe for the I fall. I love it. I was I love obsessed. It. How great. <laughs> How great. It's a perfect way to put it. What shoes are you going to purchase and create memories in this fall? And not just memories of getting blisters, you know, like memories of more interesting things. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But back to rain clogs. How many episodes episodes have we talked about rain clogs? Three or four. Who can say? (laughs) Okay. Who can say? So, but the thing that's happened, the the really Mm. big update is that we've acquired them. Oh, yeah. We have. We both have. Can you explain how this came to be? So we talked about Calzoro in a previous episode in like mildly disparaging terms. Because somebody... <laughs> Gently disparaging. <laughs> you know, we don't like to go negative, but we were like, I, I can't remember the exact exactly what I, we said. I will tell you what we what said. What did we say? I said, well, they kind of look like Crocs that went to Milan. And you said, <laughs> Naples. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... So we called them Southern Italian. Yeah. Is what um, we did. Yeah. <laughs> And as someone who is partially Southern Italian, yeah. I feel like I can say that. You can I don't say know. that. You can totally <laughs> say that. Well, so then they DM'd us and they said, we heard your latest episode and were only slightly hurt that you said we were ugly. <laughs> but we'd love to send you each a pair if you think you may like them. We think they'll grow on you. So I want to say that I really appreciated everything about the DM because there's something very freeing about the fact that We've already we've already acknowledged between us and them how we feel about them. We're hard sell. We're gonna be a hard sell. Yeah. And I also got like how much do you love this brand after that DM? How can you not be like, I'm in. I like you. Loved it. Loved, Loved it. it. You got a pair of white ones. Yes. I got a pair of black ones. Yeah. What is your what it, tell me everything about your take? I mean, one, I think they're very flattering on the leg. 
Interesting. Ha- I, I find the shape to be quite flattering. Like when I put them on with a pair of shorts, I was like, oh, look at you. Well, they did look really cute with a pair of shorts. I, I put them on only with jeans and they are less <laughs> cute with jeans. But I mean, what is it? You know, what would you, I have a lot of questions in general, like about my understanding about of how to style them and what to how. Well, no. also that I thought that this was a nursing shoe, but I, I'm getting off topic here. But I will say so there's these little bumps at the bottom of them in the in the sole. Yeah, sorry. The sole is bumpy and in like a way that is reminiscent of an Adidas shower slide, but oh, not yeah. like quite. It, it, well, those are fingers, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is like just the it's just bumpy. just the tip. Because they're also a hard plastic, and I, I'm used to wearing as a similar shoe the Birkenstock EVA. I wasn't loving the bumpiness on a bare foot. I was like, oh, I want to be wearing this with a sock. However, someone else who wears these said to me, oh, I think it's like a little massage. I also to come back to my uh, extremely strong pitch about these as rain clogs. Yeah. I think that that bumpiness oh. helps with drainage. Traction? Oh, drainage. Oh, traction too. Actually, I hadn't okay. thought about the traction okay. pitch. That's what okay. I will, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> okay. take it. Okay. But I think the water has some place to go. You wouldn't be standing in it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because it's like going into, into the, the crevices. The crevices. <laughs> Dubious. Okay. They're not that. Again, it's, it's not, not so many deep valleys. Again, we are not. It's not a monsoon. Okay, it is yeah, raining. Yeah, yeah. It okay. is raining. Okay. It, I've been wearing them mostly as a house shoe and a like, as a non-dog owner, a walk the dog shoe. Yeah. Like we can all acknowledge that even people who don't walk dogs need to walk the dog shoe, right? Yeah. So yes, that's absolutely. what they I are out the for trash me. shoe. Yeah, exactly. I, I get the newspaper yes, shoe at exactly. my house. Yeah. But you fully road tested them as a rain shoe. I did, Claire. And here's my take. The holes on the side, so there are holes like basically where where the sole of your foot lives. Which I've had some questions about. Yeah. I those holes are serving two purposes for me okay. as a rain shoe. One is again water flow, which again, <laughs> like who knows? Okay, fine. Yeah. We're gonna uh-huh. we're not uh-huh. we can't we can't spend any more headspace <laughs> on it. We can't ventilation. Ventilation's important. Ventilation. So when I walked to our local grocer mm-hmm. the other day in these, and you can say Lincoln Market, Lincoln Market, okay. and I and I crossed Fulton, and then there was a cross breeze, uh-huh. right? And I got a little, I got a oh, little breeze in my foot wow. when it was raining, and it was sort of nice to be like, right, because otherwise the alternative to this mm-hmm. is like the humid, yeah, yeah, oh, sticky, that's like deeply important thing to think about wetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I went home and my feet were like perfectly dry because it was raining outside mm-hmm. and I was wearing something that like isn't completely in okay. enclosed, holes, has holes in it. But they were also not, they didn't feel like a wet dog. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to point out that we're talking about the classic model. Well, and a four block walk between your house and mine. Is that right? Yeah, or did you something go like that. Further than that? No, that that was like okay. that day. So yeah. for like the true commuter, that we we might need to. They weren't like on subway okay. steps for yeah. this. Okay. And, and again, there was no monsoon. Right. This was right, just right. like it was just it's raining yeah. and kind of gross. They are like obviously so much drier than a sandal would be. True, because they're not as close to mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah, they are. They are like less like humid than a boot would be. I do think the not close to the ground thing is important. This is an elevated shoe. It's almost a heel. Like a clog, like it's a, a cl- classic yeah, clog. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. It's it's high above the ground. I do not think there is going to be such a thing as a perfect rain shoe for That's when true. it's like sixty to seventy degrees yeah. outside. No, you're, right. you're right. But I think this is like kind of the best thing going. You know, I'll get. I do. I especially think when the sixty to seventy is almost less upsetting to me than the ninety degree and raining. No, which is I the know. True question. Yeah, I think yeah. I would try this during a ninety degree and rainy day. Totally. I think. Like, it, what else yeah. are you? Supposed what else to do? are you going to do? Yeah, I think that's right. How do you feel about the color? And I like the white. Um, I think the white's great. 
You know why? Because it in in white it takes on an almost like athletic shoe. You're acknowledging that there's like a utility to it's a utility shoe. Totally, totally. I always question whether I should have gotten like a fun color mm. um, and like a red a or color, something. Yeah. yeah. I think I could see this in a red. I think I considered the red. Yeah. yeah. But also when they showed, I think if a red showed up at my house, Thomas would have been even more like, what is this and what yeah, is what it What was for? Thomas's reaction he to this He just was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> He's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But he also, I think will take a minute in the same way that we talked about that like we take they a minute to get you. they like yeah. yeah and I don't know if he'll ever like grow on them but yeah. I think he will accept the fact that they are real okay okay Chris didn't say no he was just like what what's this I have some where did these come from what's the story I don't know that this is going to do anything for Thomas and Chris in particular but I do want to <laughs> share a data point that I think car- will carry some influence yeah okay? let's hear I was walking home the other day, ran into my neighbor, Barnett. He's a cool guy. He's been working at Telfar before I knew what Telfar was, okay? (laughs) Totally. I looked down mid-conversation. We're talking about like our kids or something. I was like, Barnett, are you wearing Calzoros? He was thrilled to have the opportunity. Thrilled to be asked. Thrilled Thrilled to be be asked. asked. Yeah. He doesn't get excited about a ton. And then when he does, it's like feels very genuine. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Everybody at the studio is wearing them. Or maybe he called it the office. I don't know what he called it, but it, the point was everybody who works at Telfar is wearing these Calzoros. And I don't know. To me, Barnett is cool enough on his own, but I also think if we're taking like everyone who's coming and going from Telfar. I think that's good. I as think a sample a good size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me as is a data big That's a big yeah. enough data set for me. I said to him, how do you feel about the bumps? He looks at me. He's like, like a massage. Okay. He okay. said, what are your feet like? At which point, I obviously just pulled my foot out of the sandal. No, I like, would. I was like, heaven forbid like you. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I, <laughs> you want to see what they're like? They're exactly like this. He said, I think people who have narrow runner's feet, like high arches, do not like them. But if you have a flatter, wider foot, That's I think me. they're very comfortable. I, am, I have flat, wide feet. So he, he, I guess, does too. Because he was like, I think they're so comfortable. He's like, I stand all day at work. I love them. I think they're really, really comfortable. The standing thing is important. And I think that like, okay, they are sort of like halfway between a croc and a dance go. That's exactly what they are. And both of those shoes have demonstrated that they have potential to be fashion shoes, like capital F fashion shoes mm-hmm. in the last, you know, five-ish years. Um, so these it's do feel like next in that way. A Dansko and a Croc had a baby and raised it. It went to Naples. Naples. Yeah. <laughs> Another incredibly niche topic that we've somehow talked about multiple times on this podcast. A or, Pizza Rat update. Yeah, it's a good one. Pizza Rats were a short-lived, not even team. They were the short-lived nickname right. for the Coney Island minor league baseball team that was otherwise known as the Coney Island Yankees. And they were like, we need our own identity. Everybody was Who like, was we the- need... And who's going to buy a Coney Island Yankees hat when the New York right. Yankees are right up the street? Yes. Up the street being, you know, real <laughs> metaphorical. <laughs> so they rebranded for just like fun of it yes. as the Coney Island Pizza Rats. And then the actual New York Yankees got pissed about it because yeah. they're their farm team or whatever. Yeah. And and there were like lawsuits and it's so ridiculous. And all I want is for the Pizza Rats to feel any sense of victory. Mm-hmm. And I do think that in this way, they have a tiny piece. Yes. Because for reasons that are entirely unclear mm-hmm. to me, the Staten Island. Oh, did I say Coney Island before? Sorry. Excuse yes. me. Staten Island. Yes. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah. The Staten Island Pizza Rats hats are back in stock on their website. And I know this because Thomas has for, I would say, the better part of a year, maybe longer, been looking for Pizza Rats merch on Etsy and 
they're like, it's very few and far and between. And there had been no official Pizza Rats merch before. People were just like reselling it on Etsy. People, or people were like reselling it on eBay and like whatever. Okay. Because okay. people got it at games and whatever. Because right, okay. they sale. were fully going as the Pizza Rats for a moment before yeah. they got sued. Okay. Yeah. For like a set period of time. Okay. Yeah. Enough to have like made product. Yeah. So he'd been looking for product mm-hmm. and like couldn't find, you know, it was like side, like fitted hats mm-hmm. and like there was a moment of measuring his head to see wow. which fitted hat wow. we needed and it just like yeah. you couldn't find it. So he kept checking the site, mm-hmm. nothing. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere it popped up and he was like, I have to order this like immediately. Yes, but I and I and I also said when he ordered it, I was like, I need you. We're gonna recognize the victory. Mm-hmm. But it's not truly a victory mm-hmm. until this hat shows up at the house because like I right. kind of Cause who's running this website? This right. these could be scammers. Well, and like a little bit like you could imagine getting the email two days later that was like, oopsie doops, we like don't right. actually have that inventory yeah, totally. or like we were updating yes, this yes. or like, I don't know. I, this is how I feel sometimes when I get a deal that's too good to be true on Poshmark. I'm like, is this actually coming? Until it's in your hands, yeah. you didn't achieve the mm-hmm, victory. Mm-hmm. Not only did the hat show up, but it came with a note and another hat. Okay. Incredible. So Thomas had ordered this like incredible one that basically it says NYC and the Y is made to look mm-hmm. like a piece of pizza mm-hmm. that a rat has taken a bite out of. Perfect. It's incredible. The classic one is like a piece of pizza with the rat's face overlaid mm-hmm. on top of mm-hmm. it. Your favorite is the one that says in script pizza rats. It's so good. So is Thomas's favorite. Thomas's favorite is objectively like clever, good design. The cursive one as a design object. Yes. Is beautiful. Beautiful. So he'd ordered the the pizza one with the bite and they sent him the cursive one Mm -hmm. with a note that said, appreciate you being a fan of the team. Hats off. Long live pizza rats. Signed, Colin. Colin. Is Colin single? How? I adore this man. It's like honestly too bad Thomas isn't single and we don't know (laughs) if Colin is single so that Colin and Thomas could get together because this just feels like there's something. There's destiny. Hats off of it that I'm going to send you another because like, Fan, recognize fan. I, but but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Because when he said, long live pizza rats, friends, the P in pizza rats, the heart of the P, mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call yeah. that, was triangular mm-hmm. and filled as though with pepperoni to look like a slice of pizza. This is someone who cares deeply about their work. And we don't even passions. know if he's officially associated we with them. no idea. We're not worried about it. Colin is a gift. Colin, protect Colin at all costs. I I am like desperate to know more about Colin. I everything about that is perfect. If he is single, I'm interested in setting him up with I don't even know who. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. When I have both been taking Nutrafol for years now. It's true, years. I have, feel like I do have all the complaints about being a woman who's nearly 40. Like I have weird hairs on my face. I have this and that and all sorts of issues. You know what I don't complain about anymore is hair thinning and hair loss because I've been taking my Nutrafol. I stay in that. that has eliminated, it has eliminated that one, one complaint about being one a, pain a, point, <laughs> being a woman who's nearly 40, you know, because they do it works. It's just the one thing that's clinically proven to work that I do. 
I love this. I love this. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength from postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles. And no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women, each physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients. So you get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol is now available in a vegan formula. Their newest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 and up with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code a thing or two. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code a thing or two. That's Nutrafol.com promo code a thing or two. Thank you so much to Masterclass for sponsoring today's episode. My first experience with Masterclass was on an airplane. Delta has them now. I know. And like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're on a flight and you have like a weird pocket of time left, Mm -hmm. it's like 27 Mm -hmm. minutes or something. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I don't like want to try to find a TV show. And I don't like, I certainly don't have time to watch a movie, but I'm not ready to stop staring at this small screen in front of me. (laughs) You know, you know that. Not ready to say goodbye yet. Not ready. I watched classes from Kelly Wurstler. Um, (gasps) I know. Cool. Delightful. Um, and it was just this fun thing being like, oh, right. Like, I feel like I'm learning a little something. I'm like, yeah. And there was, I was like, right, this could be the answer for also those weird pockets of time I have during my regular life, not even just my plane where I have 17, 21, whatever minutes. And I just like, whatever, open my phone and just like stare at it. I could be, I could be taking a class. Did you learn any good tips from Kelly Wurstler? Any good interior design tips? Of course, we got a whole pro- the whole process of her designing a space from top to bottom, from beginning That's to so end. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this fall, you too can learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass, from leadership to negotiating to creativity to cooking. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode in the app or on their site, the quality speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors that are going to help you reach the next level. How much would it cost to take one-on-one classes from the world's best? Easily tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. With a Masterclass annual membership, it's $10 a month. Memberships start at $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 180-plus Masterclass instructors, like former FBI Chris Voss's negotiation class and Esther Perel's teaching relational intelligence. Boost your confidence and find practical takeaways you can apply to your life and at work. And if you own a business or a team leader, use Masterclass to empower and create future-ready employees and leaders. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash a thing or two. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash a thing or two. Masterclass.com slash a thing or two. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com 
slash Wondery. Hi, I'm Mari Llewellyn, and I'm the host of the Pursuit of Wellness podcast. A couple of years ago, I went through a huge transformation. And although I got a lot of attention for losing weight and discovering my passion for weightlifting, there was a lot more to that before and after than what a few pics could ever capture. On the Pursuit of Wellness, you can expect tons of information from experts about optimizing your body and mind. I'll also be sharing some triumphs and struggles from my own personal life. I'm on this journey with you, so you can definitely count on my podcast to give you that weekly dose of encouragement we all need as we pursue things that make us feel our very best inside and out. Tune into the Pursuit of Wellness every week wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode's airing in October. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the moment where I make the first call out of like holiday shopping. If you Mm. think you want a pizza rat's hat for someone, now's your chance. I can't promise you're going to get a second one for free. These are just too good. I thought about ordering the cursive one for myself. Totally. And then I was like, I just don't wear baseball hats that much. But it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And like the most charming story. I mean, delightful. Yeah. Speaking of dating and romance. (laughs) Speaking of dating and romance. Can we talk? Can we do a romance update? We can. And by romance, I mean romance novels. Obviously. <laughs> it's fall's reading season. So is summer. Yeah, Everything's reading it's season. It's always reading season. But now it's fall books season. Now it's cozy it's books season. Cozy books. Also, I just feel like the culture is obsessed with romance yes. right now, whether they know it or not. I agree. Like, whether they know it or not. Who knows what Taylor and Travis are doing when this episode airs? But if they're doing anything, we're all paying attention. People, it is so obvious how desperate people are for a good romance. For a love story. On the reaction to this. The other romance, yes, the other real, the life, other romance real life romance that we need yeah. people to have on mm-hmm. people's radar. Our niche favorite, Julia Allison and Noah Feldman got a New York Times story that was just their love story. Like, I don't, what but is very it? very long. Right, exactly. And, it was like and a, fully reported. Like, there were secondary sources. <laughs> Cory Booker gave <laughs> totally insane and unnecessary quotes for this story that was truly a profile of their love. I don't know what else it would be. I have so many questions about how it came to be. And at the same time, I have no questions because it feels completely obvious to me. I have to say, though, so Julia Can we Allison, explain who these yeah, people Julia are? Julia Allison is such a fascinating character. And like, what's particularly fascinating is that you texted this to somebody we're on a group chain with who's probably 10 years younger than us, not even. Yeah, like like seven, maybe. A person yeah. who is one of the most media savvy, sort of like plugged in, m- plugged in, especially when it comes to New York yeah. media people that we know. And she was like, who the F is Julia Allison? And I was like, I had wondered because it was such a moment in time. But what a yeah. moment in time it was in around like 2008 to 2010. Is that right? I think a little earlier. Okay, Yeah, 2006 yeah, six, to 2009, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, say. Yeah. Julia Allison was... A hot topic for Gawker, for one. She was, she a, was like a, a main character. Punching bag. Yeah, she was a main character for Gawker. But she was also a Tumblr celebrity, basically. And she was at the forefront... I don't know, I'm going to say she was at the forefront of this idea of personal branding yeah. and live blogging your life. This was, again, this was before Instagram. So she was doing it all on Tumblr. She had some term I was trying to remember, and I didn't do the work to dig it up, that she... Came dubbed up herself. With, it wasn't live blogging, but it was like live streaming or something uh, like that yeah, that yeah, she yeah, yeah, had yeah, come yeah. up with. And at some point, she tried to form a company around it or did form a company around it with two other women who were also really active on Tumblr. And the of whole course, yeah. premise of the company was that they were just like going to tum- Tumblr their entire lives, which was a precursor to Instagram. Totally, and stories totally, and totally. all of it. She was basically 
New York media internet world, Paris Hilton. Yes. She yeah. was completely ridiculous, but she was very, she knew exactly wittingly, what she was doing. Wittingly, yeah. In the same way that Paris Hilton was yes, in that way. Yes. Of just like being like, I'm in on the joke. Yes. And like a little bit, not fully laughing all the way to the bank because yeah. it wasn't quite the same kind of relationship right. to power yeah. and money. But but like I'm playing the game. And she was doing it before it was a thing. And then at some point, I think it just all became too much. Also, tide started to turn and she kind of disappeared. Yes. So Noah Feldman was a hotshot constitutional law scholar at NYU who advised the Iraqis in writing their constitution after the U.S. invasion. Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) Like, I just think that the setup of these two people is so romance. Like, like, such a romance book way. And you're like, that's not how it works. But uh, fine. Sure. Like, it's perfect. Okay. I need to read you Mm -hmm. little bits of this article because it is just truly delightful. Um, On the surface, it was an unlikely match. Right, exactly. (laughs) Ms. Allison, 42, is a 10-time Burning Man attendee who had lived in California for a decade. Her friends include startup chief executives and psychedelic psychotherapists. She considers Bali her spiritual home. Ms. Allison described a period of her dating history as 10 years of relationships with polyamorous (laughs) DJs. This is the kind of person she is. That's fun. That is a fun fun description of your love life. Mr. Feldman, just we- say to get ten years of relationships with polyamorous DJs. It's so good. <laughs> Mr. Feldman, meanwhile, embodies the East Coast establishment, the son of an MIT professor and a Harvard lecturer who graduated first in his class from Harvard. Mr. Feldman, fifty-three, speaks five languages, has written nine books, and is a columnist for Bloomberg Opinion. And then, like on their relationship. People I dated seriously subsequently were people of substance, Mr. Feldman said in a recent interview in his office. Distinguished in their professions, Ms. Allison, sitting arm in arm with Mr. Feldman, smiled. Serious people, she said in a stage whisper. (laughs) It's so good. Many of Julia's friends have jobs I didn't know existed until I met Julia, Mr. Feldman said. One is a fire dancer. She also has a friend named Purple. He only wears purple and his metier is bodywork. Noah is learning how to have fun, Ms. Allison said, but he's a fast learner. <laughs> so good. Read the whole thing. You have to find the Cory Booker quotes for yourself because they cannot be quoted aloud. It is just too upsetting. Like, it is all just What's funny fun. is that when she first landed on the scene, the most ob- easy reference that people would reach for was that she was a Carrie Bradshaw because she was also a sex columnist. Right. There was a, that, that was like Candace her first Bushnell, thing was that, that was like she was a reference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. She was like a relationship and sex columnist. But actually, when you read this article, you're like, you're not Carrie Bradshaw. You're way more Charlotte than Carrie. There's totally. like a certain knowingness yeah. in it yeah, yeah, yeah. and a and a leaning into it all that's and very like a little Charlotte. like wink. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean any the like stage whisper of it all in general <laughs> so is good. incredible. Yeah. So anyway, we have clearly been reading a lot of romance <laughs> yeah. and we need to tell you about a couple of the books that yes. we've been especially into lately. This one feels like less of a romance setup even than than Julia <laughs> and Noah. Like it's I true. feel like I don't know. Yes. You again, which is a debut novel by Kate Goldbeck. It is a play on when Harry met Sally, which just I think like my hope for the mm-hmm. culture is that when Harry met Sally gets as many like sort of reimaginings mm-hmm. as Pride and Prejudice. Yes. I think it is perfect in the like reimaginings mm-hmm. that have been taking off lately, including Emily Henry's People We Meet on Vacation. The like personalities of the characters is flipped. Right. Okay. The like male character is like the uptight one. 
Oh, I see. I and see. And the I woman see. character okay. is the kind of like freewheeling fun one. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a little to, bit of yeah. opposites attract. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. But it, yes, yes, opposites attract. Yes. Enemies to lovers, friends to lovers. Yes, like totally. all of it. Yeah. So the premise of this book is that this like stuffy, chefy guy and this like sort of like loose lipped, freewheeling, mm-hmm. button pushing mm-hmm. woman, at their first encounter is that they're like effing the same woman. Right. He shows up at her, the female lead's apartment Apartment. to cook dinner for her roommate. And she's like, oh, you're fucking her? I'm fucking her. We're both fucking her. So don't feel like you're so special. It is delightful that, as with many romance novels, no big deal is made of the fact that this woman's bi. Mm -hmm. We are just like all in completely at the beginning. There's a little bit of like the bear of it all happening with his like chefiness, And there's like basically... His family ran a Jewish deli that mm-hmm. is like definitely meant to be a nod to Katz's yeah. to give us the like when Harry met Sally reference that he is like trying mm-hmm. to figure out like how to modernize this yeah. and like make it cool. It's smart. It's fun. It is New Yorky. It is also Raylo fan fiction, mm-hmm. which as a non Star Wars person, yeah, you wouldn't know. I would have no Same. idea. The way that I knew, because also I don't know, and I I've actually seen one of those Star Wars movies, <laughs> but. The cover illustration, the guy looks remarkably like Adam Driver. There's no trying to hide it. And so then once I made that connection and realized that, I was just picturing Adam Driver the entire time. So there's a lot of Raylo fan fiction happening in romance right now. Allie Hazelwood of Mm -hmm. The Love Hypothesis, etc. is big into Raylo fan fiction. There's a whole Vulture story about like fan fiction and romance in general. It also just explains why... I have not had any connection to any of the men in any of these mm-hmm. Raylo fan fiction mm-hmm. books because Adam Driver is not for me. Yeah, no, fair. I will say that I have often said the same. I have never understood it. I mean, this character is described as ugly hot, basically, which has always been my confusion around Adam Driver. I'm like, he's not classically handsome. A, a telltale sign of the success of this book is that it has made me reconsider Adam Driver. Oh. And be like, oh, I kind of see it. I also like a grump. You do you, you do like a grump more um, than I do. So there was that. I thought it did sex well in that one of my favorite ways that sex can be represented in romance and is often represented in contemporary romance is just as like fun and hot and not overly laden with meaning. Yeah. And of course, it always has meaning because these are love stories. And so there's like, you know, nine times out of 10, if there's a sex scene, it's meant to like indicate that these people have feelings for each other. Well, slash that they're like learning about each other in some meaningful way. Yeah. I thought that 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 was particularly well done in this. Totally. I had fun with that. And it made me be like, oh, he seems fun and hot. And like, yeah, it seems like a fun time. Interesting. Yeah. No, maybe I'll get there someday. Who can say? I also want to say, I think that you again is happening. Tyler McCall, who's a huge romance head, was said on TikTok or Instagram or whatever that she this is like what her new all-time fave. Wow. New again, she's super into it. I think it's great. This other book that I read recently, The Artist Candle, is also starting to make similar rounds of people being like, we need to be talking about this. It's so good. It's objectively a really good romance. It's well-written. It's got great character development. It's got good sex scenes. The one thing I will say about it is not my favorite type of romance in that, like, it's a little heavy. I like a lower stakes, sillier one. Yeah. And the... What are the stakes? Well, I'll tell you. So you have a mayor's wife who is black. She was like a young single mother whose promising academic career had been sidelined when she meets her husband. We open with her getting a dick pic from her husband, who's this white, liberal, wealthy mayor in a D.C. suburb from a prominent family. 
She's like, my husband is not sending me dick pics. This is definitely not for me. This is intended else. for someone else. Yeah. She's like, that's not Oof. where we are in our marriage Oof. right now. Yeah. So she basically cuts a deal with him. Like, I will stay married to you and play the role and help you on your next campaign if you give me like money and the house. And then subsequently, fall, she falls in love with this younger guy who she meets, who she doesn't know at the time, but turns out to be the son of the other prominent wealthy family. Of course, of um, course. I think that family is Mexican. She is black. Her husband's family is white. Race and class are handled so well in yeah. this book in a way that another favorite romance novel thing where I'm like, I'm really learning something. Yeah. This is fun and sexy and hot, but also Not we're getting into some real stuff. Yeah. It's like thought provoking in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, and yeah, I thought yeah, it was handled yeah. very, very well where it, and I did, I enjoyed it and I thought, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's a little heavier, I will say. And it's like dealing with more stuff than a lot of them. More are. like seven days in June, Tia Williams vibe. Perhaps. For sure. Okay. So in terms of low stakes romance, yeah. I was I was with some high school friends recently who were asking for romance recommendations. And the like author that I was like first out of the gate yeah. is Tessa Bailey. She's so delightful. She's so fun. She just does not take herself too seriously. She doesn't take herself even the tiniest bit seriously, <laughs> let alone too seriously. Which I love about romance. She's really funny. She's also really filthy. And when she is at her best, these two traits converge in a delightful way. It Happened One Summer is the book that I was like, this is where to start. Yes. Like basically like it's based on Schitt's Creek. That's how yeah. that's how serious we're getting here. She also and like if you like that, you like this, you know, she's the one I think we've mentioned this before, but she's really active online and really good at, at the internet. And I guess for a while people had been like, Tessa, do a reverse harem, do a reverse harem, which is a term for when the female character in the book has many male partners <laughs> options. The opposite of a regular harem. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she's like, sure, why not? And sets up this scenario because a woman gets trapped with three men she doesn't know on the Roosevelt Island <laughs> What is that funicular thing? thing. Funicular I mean, it's not that's but yeah. <laughs> Trolley stuck in the air and they're stuck there for hours. So they're like, yeah. I guess we should all bone. I, she's absurd. Uh, totally absurd and delightful. I also want to say about Tessa Bailey, just to like manage people's expectations, is that she puts out so much stuff and some of it is better than others. And I think she would As probably with say anyone the same. who is prolific, <laughs> yes. like there's a range of content. Yes. Start with It Happened One Summer. There is a like second book to that in the same, the Bellinger Sisters yeah. series, Hook, Line, and Sinker. Is that the one? Yeah, but she doesn't take the bait on the pun. So it's just Hook, Line, and Sinker. Oh, God. I'm sorry to tell I, you. That is disappointing, I actually. Know. The one I haven't read that I feel like I need to. Mm -hmm. Is called Chase Me from the mm. Broken Beautiful series, which was recommended to me by this woman, Maddie Caldwell, who runs a very cool and popular romance book club at Word in mm -hmm. Greenpoint. And she just like very much knows her stuff. And that's like very New York-y and like young oh, interesting. and fun. A series that I thought was not bad from her is the Fix Her Up series, which one thing that's kind of fun about it that I think you don't get as much of in romance is it's basically just set in like deep suburbia. Yeah. Which yeah. is also... There's something comforting about suburbia. This is sort of her HGTV series. It is one, what, that is I think exactly that's how it's what framed. It is. Yes, yeah. that is Which exactly again, what it is. She's like, why not? To like further offer evidence of how not seriously she takes herself. There's one in that series about an injured pro baseball player and his which best I read because <laughs> I love a, a love, baseball yeah, player as a, like I like a fic I like fiction about baseball. Don't like real baseball. Well, this totally you're like totally. I'm with you. The romantic interest is his best friend's younger sister who's trying to build her career as a clown. 
yeah. like a children's <laughs> yeah. inner clowns. You're reading this thing. Well, and you're Claire, like, she's I'm actually trying to build a whole children's entertainment empire at the end of the day. But she herself is a professional clown. So, so many scenes you're like, OK, this woman's like hot. I'm into it. I'm getting and they, But you're describing her with full on clown makeup and costume and wig and, and all of that it. that is the joy of it. It's um, the joy of it. Absolutely delightful. I also just want to shout out if you cannot commit to a book or you need more convincing Tessa's TikTok is delightful. She has a thing that she does a lot where she will take a two-second clip of something she saw on the internet, truly anything, and very quickly just riff and build an entire romance plot around it. She's so well-versed in the formula and the tropes and also just what people find hot in general that she's very effective at it. I have a great Tessa segue to our next uh, topic, which is a TikTok that she did where people were like, people are very obsessed with hockey romances. Mm. And she did a TikTok that was like, you guys, like you keep messaging about this. You keep being like, will you write a hockey romance? Mm -hmm. And she was like, I will not write a hockey romance. I will write two hockey romances. (laughs) (laughs) She's just really funny. I just want to be her friend. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Claire, you and I were having a conversation the other day about how it just felt like a little bit of a miracle when in the like baby feeding world, we came up mm-hmm. with, we like all established the phrase fed is best. Um, it's great. It's, it's great. It's useful. And it just like cuts down on all of the noise about like, but how long do I have to breastfeed when it's like not working for me? And how long do I have to pump when I go back to work? And like, how much shame should I feel? Like just all of the like mental work and pressure and whatever that people get from different pockets of society for not doing the things that that pocket of society thinks they need to be doing. In um, the exact way. In the exact way at the exact time, like following the like, very strict rule books. And we were just talking about how the world of therapy needs like it's fed is best. It really does. Therapized is best. Doesn't quite have the same right. We've got so far is the best therapy is the one you do. Because sometimes like and listen, we don't care if it's over text. We don't care if it's sitting in your car. Heck, it can be your iPad or you can, you know, get on the subway for an hour and a half and go to the Upper West Side and the basement of someone's townhouse. Because Whatever sometimes maybe you need that hour and a half of just like time by yourself with a book or a crossword. Who can say? Like it all, it all works. They're all options. All options. We're not here to tell you how to do your therapy or what technology to use. <laughs> We're just telling you to get your butt to therapy. So if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like the licensed therapist that you're matched with, the first one, the second one, the third one, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash a thing or two today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash a thing or two. Betterhelp.com slash a thing or two. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I do have to say, watch these TikToks and then try, just try, I dare you, not to move through life doing the same thing. Where like you cross two people arguing on the sidewalk and within the next 30 seconds, you've got the entire romance plot built in your head. I love it. I absolutely love it. Can we talk about sports romance for a minute? Please. They are having a moment, hockey in particular, Mm -hmm. but like other sports too, duh. F1 is happening. Soccer's happening. I, I hope tennis happens. It's got to happen. I soon. think when we get our Zendaya, um, mm, I think when, I think we'll get more. In general, this will happen because the thing that is true about internet porn is also true of romantic fiction, which is like, if it exists, there is a romance novel about it. Totally. It's just that's the that's case. the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. So a couple people who are like writing heavily in this space, Anna Grace, who has this book called Icebreaker, that is like the sort of like breakout. Mm-hmm. And then L. Kennedy, who had a series that some of them are just like kind of resurfacing. I read The Deal, which was originally marketed as new adult back when that genre existed, mm. which was like for college kids. Mm. It is extremely collegiate. She is the favorite <laughs> of Bryce Harper, a Phillies player. To bring this back to baseball for a To moment. bring this back to baseball for a moment. And actual real life baseball players, not just fictionalized ones. He gave an interview to GQ where he called her out and they like asked him about it was reading in general. And he was like, I'm not going to say, and they're like, come on, give us the exclusive. And he says, I love L Kennedy. So you can look that up. I just read the deal and the mistake. And then I'm on, I can't think of the one I'm on right now, but I enjoy it. It helps me wind down. I get lost. So being able to get lost in something else that makes you much better the next day because you're getting away from your life and getting away from everything. Sleep is huge. It's tough with a two-year-old and a one-year-old. This just feels like the pitch in general. I this was is the man say, giving the pitch. This man, this man understands romance at its core and how it functions and why, why it's popular. I think Bryce and I like are such kindred spirits. He also loves Pilates and Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Gatorade pays him. I but, do. <laughs> but that's like kind of the only thing that's different about the two of us as far as I can tell. There was yeah. that Esquire article a while back basically pitching men on like instead of internet porn, try romance novels, which I was like, yes, let's will this into existence. Let's I'm super it. into that. And I love Bryce Harper as the face of this. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you talk about the sort of like <laughs> hockey romance oh, yeah. drama? Because it, it has be- it became a bit of a scandal. It reached a breaking point on book talk. Because what happened was romance fans on BookTok started using real-life NHL players, in this particular case from the team, the Seattle Kraken, as fodder for their TikTok posts. So, well, this is in part because the Seattle Kraken started chasing BookTok right. like followers. They started making their own content to be like, we are hockey, which we hear you care about. Let this be a lesson to the NFL when it comes to Taylor. A thousand percent. Because- you be careful. I, this is a true, like, I absolutely hope the social media teams at the NFL know about this. The okay? ones who changed the NFL's profile to, to Taylor, Taylor was, was here. here. Yeah. yeah. Be careful. Yeah. So the okay. fans are real. So, right. So, Seattle Kraken and the Book Talk fans are like loving 
Each other. Each other. I want to offer some context, which I think might be necessary, which is there's this thing that happens on Book Talk where someone will take video footage of something or someone that feels either vaguely or explicitly like, like of yeah, yeah, like a real life representation of a fictional book. And they'll overlay a quote from the book or or, or just like a P or sort of summarize the plot. So it'll be like POV, your brother's best friend sent you a DM, but your brother doesn't know or can't know or whatever, right? It's like a little mini trailer for the book. Yeah. And and people were using real life NHL players in these vignettes, we'll call them. Yes. And then they took it a step further and started being filthy in the comments of the player's social media Like the accounts. actual real life yes. people who had nothing to do with the book, who did not like, who did not who had no relationship with the book except like- <laughs> didn't ask to be- <laughs> Right. Did not ask to be a part of this narrative to bring this back to Taylor. Yes. Okay. I- and part, like, part of what's interesting about this is that the romance book talk community and the romance community in general is unapologetically horny and body and and all they have of it. every right to be except they cannot harass people. So this is the problem. <laughs> They're like, we see what horny body men do. I guess we should do that. No, right? No. So mm. the wife of one of the Seattle Kraken players who had become the main focus of all this book talk, he was the stuff, like chosen main character. <laughs> yes. they, she gets on TikTok or Instagram or I don't know and it's like, calm down. He's my husband. This is creepy and appropriate and wrong. So the New York Times wrote about this because it reached such kind a Kind of everyone pitch. did. Yeah, I, I feel like the Wall Street Journal did. Like everybody covered this. It, it was, was real. Like, yeah. You should know this is what's happening. So they wrote, her statement described what she considered acceptable, such as positive comments about her husband's looks and what she did not, such as chanting, crack my back at players <laughs> at games. She asked people to think twice about their posts. That Maybe point, three times in some cases, honestly. Yeah, probably. So then basically Book Talk gets mad at her. What? And then her husband had to jump in and defend her and be like, no, she's right. I don't want these comments about her. And then the Kraken has since removed its TikTok posts about Book Talk. <laughs> the thing I learned from the coverage of this scandal mm -hmm. was, and I can't remember where I, it surfaced, was that someone posited that the reason why hockey as a sport has become so like, popular in mm -hmm. these romance books is how white it is, mm -hmm. which I found to be so fucking deeply depressing. depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of baseball and there's a yeah. lot of hockey and yeah. they're both a baseball at this point is also very white in a yes. way. Yeah. It's just like yeah. of it all. But for more inclusive sports romances, this woman, Kennedy Ryan, yes, is a very good place. Love people love she had her. A good, Kennedy Ryan's big book recently is called Before I Let Go. And I think part of what people really like about it is she does, it's, it is it is a trope that is less common in romance, which is it about it's about a married couple. And this isn't a sports romance, it's but not. it is a popular yes. Kennedy Ryan book. Yes, that yes, is yeah, how I'm yeah, familiar yeah, with yeah, her. Yeah, totally, totally. Speaking of familiar with, a term. Speaking, I, a, a term I was not familiar with that I cannot get enough of is this term bunk buster. I'm just going to read you the Wikipedia definition because I don't know why I would try to Men on podcasts it. do it all the time. Oh, really? Just read Wikipedia, basically. <laughs> that I mean, we read quote for social. <laughs> we read a lot of things, but it's rarely, we rarely read, read Wikipedia. <laughs> Men on podcasts do it all the time. Read Wikipedia? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Love that. Okay. Well, here's my Men on Podcast moment. Okay, from Wikipedia. Bonkbuster, a play on blockbuster and the verb to bonk, Thank you. is a term coined in 1989 by British writer Sue Lim to describe a subgenre of commercial romance novels in the 1970s and 1980s, as well as their subsequent miniseries adaptations. They have also been referred to as sex and shopping, 
and it's obviously sex, the letter N, shopping. Sex, sex and, and shopping. shopping. Yeah. Or, and this is my favorite, shopping and fucking novels, in parentheses, S and F. Shopping and fucking. Like, do you know the number of women who would be like, I'm, I don't care what it is. I don't care. I will read the shopping and fucking novel. That's for me. Although the term has been used generally to describe bodice rippers such as forever known for their glamorous, financially independent female protagonists and salacious storylines. Many of these novels were adapted in the 80s into glossy big budget miniseries such as Dallas, Knott's Landing and Dynasty. The other one that I really want to read is Scruples, which yeah. I believe is, yeah, 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 which yeah. is like all. Uh, well, that's. Yeah. Ex- yeah, 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 yeah. I shopping and fucking love it. Yeah. It's so. <laughs> good and let's bring back the bonk buster also let's just bring back bonk like i'm always boning is the word that i like to use but i think bonking is great because bone here's my problem with with boning okay boning is it's privileging the boner well it's yeah centering the boner yeah exactly it's there's a penis yeah in in boning great point great point bonking is any kind of anything you can use whatever anatomy you want you're just bonking yeah. And it's, it's just better. things touching. Who can say what they are? Well, and to bring us back to something previous in the conversation when you were like, these people are hooking up. For me, in my high school, hooking up meant anything but sex. No, I so totally. I, hooking up is too vague for me. Yeah. Bonking, Bonking is, is clear. <laughs> it's very clear what's happening. Bonking. I think let's make let's make bonking happen. Let's yeah, bonking okay. Happen. You had another piece of like mm-hmm. 80s, yeah. 90s romance nostalgia. To I want to talk about Daniel Steele's desk. I'm going to try not to get too just off on Daniel Steele in general. It's going to be hard. I'm, you've it's got like four minutes. This you know? woman's lore is legendary. Okay. Five marriages, nine children will only write in a cashmere nightgown. Claims, <laughs> claims to write 20 to 22 hours a day straight. Says she only needs four hours of sleep. A quote First of for all, you. I don't trust those people, but keep going. A quote for you. People are always saying to me, oh, I couldn't put the book down and I just kept reading. Well, that's because I didn't put it down when I was writing it. You're she's well, like, basically, you're welcome. <laughs> she's like, I just tear through. I also had to offer this very Erica detail that I thought you would like. She writes, I don't know if she still writes, but she's written many of her books on a 1946 Olympia Standard typewriter, which she's nicknamed Ollie. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, but the desk. That's her, her writing partner. Yeah, that's <laughs> her writing partner. It's like um, her desk is a massive custom sculpture of three of her books. Stacked on their sides. Yes. So you see the title. When you're facing her desk, when you're sitting across from her, you are seeing the titles Just of all three of them. Just picture sitting across from her, something we will all do in our lives <laughs> at some point. And you see the spines of three books blown out into like those giant like it's pencils. It's like the Klaus Oldenburg sculpture. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, so yes. big. My favorite detail, she says, I had my desk made by some artisans about 25 years ago. They chose the colors and book titles. I love it. I love that she was like, I just want a custom desk that is a sculpture of all three of my books. I don't care which books. I've written hundreds. Th- you choose. Thousands, probably. <laughs> like, Right, you choose. You choose. They you chose choose. Star, Heartbeat, and Daddy. I feel like those custom furniture makers or some custom furniture makers should be doing this as a Neiman Marcus gift catalog type thing. As like a custom, like choose your favorite books. Tell me your three favorite books. It's like the expensive version of the Jane Mount ideal, ideal bookshelf. bookshelf. Okay, yes. Or, yes, mm-hmm. or. Could we just get, can we get repros of desks in general, people's like writing desks oh, in general, the Marcus catalogs? Yeah. Like, don't you feel like people yes. want that? People want Stephen King's, they want Daniel Steele's. Yeah. Like any of, because yeah. people like love an office space and especially like yeah. a writer office space. Yeah. It just feels like we should be able to buy it. Could you imagine a kid's desk? You let the kids pick their favorite books? Incredible. No, I think, okay, it's not, it's Rich not. Rich people yes, are or, looking ways for ways to spend their money. And we've got it. <laughs> 
and you can have either. You can either pick from the pre-existing models. That's right. Of famous authors, or you can choose your own books. That's right. If you want more Danielle Steele lore, Samantha Leach did a very good profile of her in Glamour in 2019. There's so much, and I'm really just biting my tongue. But the other thing I have to say is that when she made this claim about only sleeping four hours a night in this Glamour profile, the number of very serious media publications who had to like pick that up and run with it and get the concerned sleep doctors on the phone to give a quote to be like, this is not okay. Because it was such a good hook for people talking about hustle culture. Right, right, right. Well, and, because also, but there just was a period of time and it was not 2019. It mm-hmm. was like 2016 mm-hmm. where everyone was saying that in interviews. Yes, like, yes. And I think Martha Stewart says it at yeah. various points. Like, yeah. they're like, I only need four hours of sleep. It's just not true. No <laughs> one needs, like, no one only needs four hours of sleep. No, like whether you're getting just, it or not is like another thing. Another thing. Okay, one last piece of this romance conversation. Yes. Rachel Antonoff, a designer we love and a person whose humor we treasure and cherish. Mm-hmm. Her fall campaign this year is all these romance book covers. Mm, like it's all styled so after these romance good. book covers with these like ridiculous made up titles, including Heart in the Garden, The Biggest Bang and Need for Steed. <laughs> it is so fun and so cute. And Rachel just in general is like, she's just a funny designer. She does these like pasta prints that you've seen. Yes. She does this Sopranos like toile. Yes. And we would re- be remiss not to mention one of her most cherished pieces of content, which are, is like roundups that she'll do sometimes of emails that she sends to her vet. About her dog Lafitte. About her dog Lafitte. They're so funny. You have like people have to look at these themselves but can you read us one yes hi emoticon smiley face lafitte chewed up a small part of an always pad i don't even know if he swallowed any is this a concern reabsorbing pad causing blockage (laughs) and then the all caps just auto signature rachel antonoff (laughs) hi dr thompson lafitte may have eaten a part of a match the bad part. I am currently on hold with the hospital, but wanted to email as well. What are your thoughts? Thank you, Rachel. This- what are your thoughts is incredible. <laughs> All of them are like this. They are so incredible. They are such a lens into her psyche and a lens most people would not be willing to give us, but she is so wonderful in that way. I felt so much like envy for her vet that she got to be on the receiving end of these charming right? emails. Like this should be a sub stack that we should all be able to subscribe to. It should be a to. coffee table book. Right. I'd buy it. And like, I want this side by side with the picture of Lafitte, like that she has sent to the vet because they're definitely like one thousand percent. I do need her to like round these all up in a highlight or something because there's there's they've been happening for a while and they're and it, I agree they're best consumed all together so you get a sense of the theme. You need the like immersion. You need the volume and frequency. <laughs> On that note, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.